Hi, my name is Joel Beattie, and this podcast is going to be about health. Health in particular, my own and yours, mental and physical. Physical being getting the right food in, enough water, getting enough exercise, mentally getting enough focus, enough time in with yourself. What are you, what are you focused on? This isn't going to be the easiest thing for me to make, I just... Uh, I'm kind of making it because, uh, you know, I think we all have a hard time. We all have a specific walk we're meant to walk and a walk that we do walk. And I've never been fully open about what's going on. And, you know, I don't know who will hear this or I don't know if anyone will hear this. But uh, at least just getting it out, I think uh, I'm going to grow a lot. I... um, my kind of health journey, I guess you could say, began um, in kind of grade 8 or even elementary school. Like, I've always loved to run around, play around. I was a crazy one. The guy, you know, free running when I was like 13, jumping fences when I'm like 13 to, you know, doing backflips on the trampoline. You know, just pushing my, pushing myself, pushing the boundaries. I used to skateboard all the time as well. Uh... Pretty much all different, all through the summer. Uh, from the time I was, I don't even know, like 11 till the time I was uh, maybe 15, 16, 17. And at that time I picked up music and was doing music a lot and free running and doing different sports and basically just doing whatever I want to do, being a kid, you know, being a kid. Never had a care in the world. I was only thinking about myself and what I wanted to do, you know. And But then you get older and you start thinking about other people and you start thinking about what you need and start thinking about, oh, you, need, you realize you don't have to do everything you need and you start neglecting certain things. And I'm sure that's where everyone is and I'm in certain areas like that too and I'm in certain areas where uh, I think I have things pretty ironed out. But... uh yeah, I think part of this whole experience of me doing this podcast is getting better at, at life and pulling in information from all other people, all different types of people, and just growing from it. So when I got into high school, I was uh, I was a rebellious kid. I skipped school like pretty much all the time, and one of the years I skipped like over 40 days, and... Uh, that's actually enough to fail, <laughs> but I didn't fail a lot of the courses because I had good grades, so they didn't uh, they didn't fully uh, make 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 me fail. Um. But yeah, just being rebellious, going out and uh, during co- courses, I would be out just you know smoking weed and biking around, skateboarding, going to all different places in Brantford, going to the mall, just you know doing whatever I wanted to do. And uh, throughout this time, too, I was uh, very into music, and I was playing music all the time, and playing shows all the time in different cities, and in my own city a lot, and partying a lot, and drinking, and, you know, just having fun, and smoking weed a lot at that point. And I was a little bit into, uh, when I'd been playing all these different big shows and there was a couple different labels looking at us and we had a CD coming out and I was all 
hyped up on whatever I was hyped up on. You know, I had a couple drinks and we'd smoked a joint or whatever and we're just out and there's this car parking lot near um, in my, the downtown of uh, my city and uh, I just uh, had previously, because I, I was free runner, I was a free runner, right? I used to just jump right off the third floor and land on the second floor. And so this one time, all high and a little drunk, and because you you start mixing them, you're young, it it gets ya. So uh, and then uh, I wanted to freak out my one buddy because he had never seen that I'd done free running. So I get out on the ledge and I am holding on to the fl the ninety degree concrete, and uh, my one hand just totally gives way, and uh, yeah, I'd fall back and. I hit the ground and my left hand hits the ground first and I just shatter my scaphoid like a spider web like a like a piece of glass just shattered all right around and all up from the center of my scaphoid and uh, yeah so then I'm in a cast for around half a year a year because it takes a little bit longer to heal and uh, get out of my cast and now I'm like okay now I get to you know, do stuff again. So I start biking around a lot and going over buddies' places and smoking a lot of weed. And I start finding dabs, and I'm like, "Oh, dabs!" And let's smoke some dabs, right? And uh, this one day, I'm smoking dabs. I smoked like twelve dabs because this is like one of the first times, you know, that I was like, it, you know, I started buying it, right? Buying shatter, buying the pure THC, and I took twelve dabs. And I went out and was biking back home, and it had, was rainy before, so the ground was a little wet, and I was just going back and forth to the right and left side of this two-lane uh, <laughs> road, and yeah, just fell right down. 100, it was 100 and, uh, it was 90 degrees, and then all of a sudden, boom, 180 degrees, just, you know, slammed right in the left side of my right foot, and it just shattered my ankle. So now my ankle's shattered and I'm uh, laid up in, in in a chair and crutching around and, and that ha that lasted for like almost a year and then I had to wear a boot and da 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 for over a year and then and then it took like a year to get different scans because it took six months and then it took another six months and then it took uh, another six months to get another scan and then another six months and. At this time, I'm pretty atrophied, and I'm just sitting around. My legs are atrophied, my my quads and calves and my my glutes and you know just all those all those muscles. I gotta get more specific. See, even even in this, I'll get more specific. Whatever my yeah my gluteus maximus is uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, they started to atrophy. My back started to atrophy, and uh, yeah, so. Uh, I got a little depressed and, you know, just started watching tons of YouTube videos and playing tons of, uh, well, not really playing tons of video games, uh, trying to play video games because I'm rehabbing my left hand still a little bit and, uh, because now I'm crutching around a lot, right? So my left hand started to hurt more and there's pressure on my scaphoid and, Oh, wonderful, wonderful things. I mean, obviously, it's like two years later, but I hadn't really 
because I'd been sitting around with my leg a lot. I hadn't really gone to the gym or anything, so now I'm like really atrophied. And and mind you, when I was in high school, I was like one of those guys that always was always working out. So I'd be at the gym like literally every single day and sometimes twice a day. Yeah, and at that time I weighed uh, 220 pounds and I was a pretty big boy and I uh, was was proud of it. Proud to be big, proud to be strong. And so, uh, you know, when I lost all my muscle, I was pretty, uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty hard on me. So, because, you know, I unfortunately put my whole identity on the fact that I was big and buff and I was in a band. And now I'm just like doing nothing. So I'm depressed and I'm just like watching YouTube videos all day and watching TV and all that and just pretty much wasting every day, getting high every day and some days just listening to music all day, just getting high, smoking weed and listening to music every day. It seemed like a pretty good life to me, but I didn't even realize I was just sinking deeper and deeper. I kind of secluded myself as well because I didn't want to feel weak in front of all my friends and, you know, not not be able to do pretty much everything I was able to do before. And I couldn't go to any of the parties with them. I couldn't go to shows anymore. So my band was, you know, kind of giving up on me. And at that time, too, my drummer had stolen, like, over 10 grand worth of equipment from our band and different other musicians we had been working with and a church that we had <laughs> done some stuff with. And yeah, so things were kind of, and this guy's my best friend too, so kind of, so I love video games and just started watching video games all the time, every game. I couldn't buy them because I had no money and the government wasn't even giving me disability because they hadn't fully proven that I was disabled yet, right? Because I was injured and sitting around and they were getting all the scans done and yeah, that took a whole friggin time there so I had no income and yeah I was pretty depressed still so just watching you know every video game I could get my hands on basically and uh wasn't even playing any of them though that's the funny thing after a while I don't even know how long but I just started to do research on different things and I started doing research on the government and all, into all these different conspiracy theories and I just got deep into just watching all these different you know Alex Jones videos and uh, I can't even remember who else I was watching at that time but just getting deep into these videos man and I became a hardcore conspiracy theorist hardcore I even at one time believed that flat earth was real so at this time, I'm like waiting for physio, I'm waiting to get treated, I'm waiting, right? And uh, this is in Canada, by the way. And um, I have no coverage. And I think I'm about 18 now. And uh, no coverage, so, or 19 now. And I got no coverage, so and I had no job. So I didn't get any physio. And that freaking spiraled me down again and I just sat at home doing research and not moving again and that was the worst thing for me not moving around the biggest thing you can learn from listening to some of these things is to not be me
Do not be me. When they when you get hurt, they say within like six months you should already be able to start moving it. So make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're moving because if you don't move, you're gonna not be able to move. All these conspiracy theories were not helping me either. It was just making it much worse. Or much worse. Much worse. And uh, so now at this point I'm just like making all these different posts about literally everything I can get my hands on and just trying to get attention and didn't even realize what I was trying to do. Just like get friends and get somebody to help me, you know, not be so unable to move. And uh, yeah, I wasn't attracting the right people, as you can assume. And I also became kind of a dick. And I got really pulled into all this information and the fact that I was right and I knew what the truth was. The funny thing is I never truly knew anything. <laughs> I could never say for a matter of fact any of those things were true. Even if I had been looking at undisclosed CAA documents, there's no way to tell if any of those are true either. Somewhere in the middle of this depression and conspiracy theory research, I realized that I was a, a very sad person. And I wasn't, didn't want to go out, I didn't want to do anything. So, uh, and I didn't want to be that way. And uh, I don't know how I found him, but I found this guy named Jordan Peterson. And I started to just listen to a ton of his videos. And his videos are about psychology and uh, mindset and... Uh, mainly just all psychological videos on on how to, you know, like he says, bear your cross and and run. <laughs> so, uh, you know, interspersed with my research and my conspiracy theory videos, I was watching Jordan Peterson and pulling this information in, and you know, it was re it was really helping me. It was showing me that I had a will and I, I could change things and I didn't have to be the person that I had chose to be. So, finally started to realize that the days when I was focusing my mind, I would have better days. And when I would listen to Jordan Peterson, I would be able to focus my mind better on what psychological truths were. and what I really wanted and what I really needed. It's interesting because he breaks down and puts together a lot of moral truths combined with stories to really break down what the most important truths are and how to be a upright and good human being. So I was seeing the light a little bit and uh, I was going towards it. <laughs> and. Uh, Among the way, I, in the, among that story or through that story, I picked up a bunch of different uh, YouTubers who, who I would listen to frequently and um, Valuetainment, uh, different Christian influencers just talking about, like talking about God, um, different people like Wayne Dyer and Alan Watts, all the way to even At one point, I was looking at um, dark stuff, like uh, like cultish things, and just really being like, 
what is this? Like, just ask, allowing myself to ask the question, what is this? And I really did start to see that there was, you know, deep-seated ways to manipulate someone and use someone just for your own good. And there's a, a, there's a true way to love someone and, and uh, just be in relationship with them and, and garner a valuable life for yourself and for others. And through that, I kind of started to realize that three years in, if the doctors didn't get it, you know, it's somebody's fault. And, you know, perhaps it was mine. And maybe the way that I explained things and the way that I was always distraught. And so I started to attempt to change that and change myself. And over the course of time, I started to realize that in the mornings, if I would do my mindset focus, focusing stuff in the morning, then my whole day would go better. And if I did that consecutively every day, then my weeks would go better and my months. And then my, my mind was constantly at ease. Throughout this whole time, I've just been uh, still dragging along that, that uh, addiction to weed, I guess I would say. Not smoking like I was before, because now I'm not as depressed, but I was still smoking every day because I... I guess I liked the feeling, I like, still, I mean, I still smoke, but uh, it's it's not in the same way, but I mean, even now I want, I want to stop, and I want to be upfront with the fact that I, I do smoke, and, uh, you know, I'm that's one thing I'm trying to get rid of, and getting rid of it is only for the purpose of having a more focused mind, a more controlled mind, just like when I when I drink e alcohol, even now, I don't feel like I'm controlled. I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I have full control. I think having a, a little bit, having a few, I have full control still. But I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more open. So I don't, I don't even still have full control. There's a there's a sense of uh, letting go, even to that. And I think that that's good though. Everything in moderation. Obviously, I don't think that that. Uh, has to do with heroin though, for meth. Just so we're just so we're clear. One of the things Jordan Peterson said throughout that time, and I'm still listening to him now, and I'm still um, listening to motivators, and I'm still listening to different people, and I'll start sharing that throughout my different um, podcasts as well. Um, but the one thing he said was to start where you can start, and uh, see the things that you that you like and you don't like, and the things that you like about yourself and you just go at them and really question yourself and ask why they're there and really you know etch etch it out and purposefully choose to not make the same the same choices because I know just like anyone else when I go to make a decision and I've made the decision the decision a bunch of times beforehand and I know I should very well that I shouldn't make that decision a voice goes off in my head and says I, I that I shouldn't right so um Listen to that voice. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this whole life is us choosing to listen to that voice or not listen to that voice and listen to how we, we feel and how, how things really, truly mean. Like, so you take in a feeling and you take it for what it truly means and then you break down the truth within it. And build yourself up with the truth instead of sitting in 
what could be despair for long periods of time, which is one of the things that I was doing a lot at the beginning, and my despair led me to just watch video games all the time. If you've made it until here, give me a like. Give me a like. I don't even know what a like is on this, uh, this anchor. But, uh, yeah, this, if you've got this far, you pretty much, you pretty much know me very, you know me very well at this point. Um, I'm just, I'm just remembering now that I didn't, I didn't even mention the, the band that I was in kind of fell apart when the guy stole the gear. And, uh, I think that's what really, you know, I got a felt stabbed in the back at that point and I really didn't feel like I could, uh, trust anyone. So that was like, that was a huge part of, uh, just my, my psyche from, from that point. I think, uh, even pulling myself into the depression too, like that pushed me into wanting to be alone and feeling like I can't pull in many different people and be friends with them because I was on edge all the time wondering if they're going to steal from me. <laughs> so coming back to my leg now, this whole time I'm still pretty disabled and um, I'm starting to be able to use both my arms now and I, I have enough motivation to start going back to the gym so I get a membership and I start going there and coincidentally I I just met a new friend who was a musician and he was going to the same gym so we started partnering up and going to the gym like all the time and so consecutively for like a year or two we were going to the gym like every week and uh, I was having I was having a pretty good time rehabbing and I was at about 7,000 steps and uh, that was pretty good considering I was only at like 200 a day <laughs> when I uh, got out of those crutches. And uh, so now we're almost at 2020. In uh, May 2019, I went to a car show and I just walked too many steps. I walked 9,000 steps and I was on pain medication and I wanted to see those Lamborghinis at the end and I just swerved and yep turned too quick and I just pulled it and was not good after that and uh, then I pulled so now I pulled my tendon in my uh, left leg and that was that was not good considering that uh, March of the year beforehand I didn't mention I pulled the tendon in my right arm in the left side so I was already had my tendon pulled and then later that year went on the holidays and pulled the tendon in my left arm and so I was kind of even now, my tendons, both on both arms, are pretty uh, messy, and even my left uh, tendon of my leg is still messy too. So I'm dealing with all that now, and even like doing this whole podcast is just being open about where I am, you know, and uh, wanting to get better. So, you know, I don't think I'll be here my whole life. That's for sure, because I aim to to get out of this and. So we're almost we're almost up to now. I uh so twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen March pulled my right tendon, went on holidays and uh like October that year pulled the tendon in my left arm. Now I just make myself walk. I put pain meds in and make myself walk around because I'm you know, my uh my left tendon's not pulled yet at this time, by the way, because now I. But but now, because I was rehabbing both legs, still, I uh, couldn't even walk with my crutches anymore because my right arm tendon's already pulled. 
and I was kind of holding my crutch uh, underneath my bicep and my shoulder. Anyway, it was just, you know, swinging it <laughs> to walk. So I'm on vacation, pulling my dent in my left hand arm. That's just like the worst thing. So I just, the rest of the thing, put pain meds on, kept walking. I was uh, seemingly all right, but but I uh, got home and <laughs> stopped taking pain meds. I realized quickly uh, I was in a crap ton of pain, but still all right. So then fast forward now till I was 2018, now we're in 2019, May. I rehabbed from that point up to like 8,000 steps. And uh, I was feeling pretty good with the car show, like I said. Walked too many steps and it just messed up my uh, Achilles tendon. And uh, so it's uh, August 14th, 2020. And my doctor has had to, because I have no coverage still, because I haven't been able to work this whole time for years. I, know, I still don't have coverage. So she has to get me into like a government plan, doing like six week intervals but they have to all be for different inter uh, injuries and usually it's for like recent injuries um, so I don't know how that's going to go but uh, I know if I keep sitting I won't be able to stand at all and uh, it truly makes me think about like I don't even know if anyone will listen to this so I guess it doesn't really matter but you know, will I be able to pick up my kids and walk around with them and pick up my baby and, you know, go walk up a mountain with my daughter and walk my daughter down the aisle? And, I mean, I think I will. I mean, I will. I'm going to start doing more research than ever now. Uh, I'm very, trying to stay focused uh but there's always, you know, these different problems doctors aren't addressing, and that's the bigger problem for me, you know. My, uh, my left uh, calf's not firing properly when I flex. It's just gone. My tendon's still killing. My tendon, my right arm and my left arm, and my right knee's still messed up from when I broke it. So, I mean... And now I got the tons of pain in my, my neck and in my lower pelvis. And some days I just got to lay right on my stomach because I'm in so much pain. So, I mean, I guess all I can really do is get the physio done. And Yep, just keep listening to the doctor, I guess. But uh, it hasn't really gone well for the last eight years. So. I don't know, maybe others of you have had uh, experiences with uh, doctors not being able to prescribe things properly. Or maybe you're in Ontario and you can uh, prescribe or recommend, sorry, a doctor that that's good with physio or sports injuries, etc. That'd be awesome. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you got this far, it's pretty cool.
Thanks.